you want to elaborate a little bit more, because after you got done playing, what you're doing with now, with your uh, 6A inside sports? Yeah, you know, I went into the fitness business, and, and uh, me and Adrian talk about it all the time. There's, you know, smart ways of doing it and not so smart ways of doing it. Um, you know, and you look at all the different avenues. So make sure you reach out to others that's already done it and learn as much as you can before you start. Make sure we, you know, you start small and build your way up. Or if you have a group that's already around you, the support. Um, but you have to educate yourself on all the aspects of business, too. And, and I think that's one of the key things is that we jump out of this and say, hey, I'm going to go and, you know, be the next rap artist. I'm going to go and do this and do that where it's hard because we just assume, hey, we've got a little money. Let's go do it. And we have to educate ourselves across the board of what the business looks like from all aspects of it. Not just the cool glamour side of it of say, hey, I own this or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And, and that's the hard part. Do you also feel like sometimes when, you know, investors or advisors gloss over some things for young NFL players coming in and they give them this business plan that does not come to fruition? We see guys still to this day that has unfortunately have lost millions of dollars, kind of like Adrian Peterson most recently when it comes to losing money from, you know, trusted investors or, mm -hmm. you know, businessmen and whatnot, um, what do you feel like would be the best way to be able to stop, you know, that, you know, just you trusting? Know, and I think that's the hard part because if you think about it, most, most people that come or do certain things, um, they're second, third generation. So the first generation's already been through and had the error and learned from those things so they're able to pass it along. We have to find a way to create that every athlete that comes through, regardless of where they came from, when they leave the game, are considered almost like second and third generation educated businessmen. And once we could get to that point, that would make a big difference because then we can make better decision choices. We can allocate, hey, you know what? Uh, if I made X amount of dollars, I'm only gonna allocate this amount to try this business venture for this long or whatever it is. But we still got to get that education piece, and that's the hardest part. And also trust whatever the system is that we put in place to educate us to that point. Because, you know, there's a lot of guys that, hey, I, I get out, and yet we're going to start the same business. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't do it together. We do it apart. And so then you never have, you know, the strength of what you could do. And so that, to me, is the biggest caveat that I think that we have to do in the future. Uh, get us all on the same page working together. And something that I always think about, and I know I talk with Will in regards to this sometimes, is you, you play the ultimate game in, in um, team sports. You play football, and it's a team sport. And then all of a sudden you get done, and you want to no longer be a team. You want to go out and do it on your own. And you've learned how to coexist with teammates, and you need teammates in all departments of, of your your business. And, you know, and he and I have, um, it, it kind of leads into, you know, when you were talking about earlier about what, what guys need to do in regards to when they get done playing football and transitioning and, and being able to, um, I was in a, a, a unique situation um, because of the fact that I got a chance to play pro football, um, got some opportunities, but I played arena football and didn't make nearly the money that an NFL guy makes. And so I had to look at my long-term 
longevity in the sense that, guess what? I'm not going to make millions of dollars. I'm going to make thousands of dollars and I made good money and there's no complaints about the money that I made and the opportunities that were given to me. But I needed to know how to financially handle my money and be able to make that work for me so that later on in life that things would allow me to be able to uh, do the things investment wise that goes on. And like Will said, you know, the, the, you, it makes it easier when you got checks in a bank, you know, years and years and years ago, it, the money wasn't the same as it is now. It's a lot easier when you get $40 million up front to say, I'm done playing football, um, even though it's a game that you love to play, but you love your health more than you love your, your, your ability to play football. So um, it works hand in hand, um, but I, I think that, you know, you got to be smart. You got to be, you know, understand how to manage the money. And I think that you don't need to shy away from people that have been in your shoes and try to be an individual. And you need to go back to what you learn in playing football is being a team sport. So now you also were doing this with a young child at the time as well. You weren't in the NFL with a young child. You were in the arena football league with a young child. And like you said, the money-wise was, was a lot different. So how was that being able to to be able to take on both challenges, as in playing in the, playing in the arena football league and also raising a young child at the same time? Well, like Will said, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself and you say, I got to get it done. And you look over at your child and you go, I got to get it done. Um, you know, you think everybody thinks that you want to play for the the fame and the glory and all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, it has to be done. And as a man and, you know, and we'll, you know, touched on it. And, and this is why, you know, like I said, we're still best friends, brothers, you know, to this day is because our mindset was we were always about getting it done. Whatever needed to be done, got done. And so for me. I seen that opportunity to play and, you know, take care of my family and not to mention that I, you know, I could talk to Will and, you know, and he was very smart with his money throughout the the entire time, which, you know, kind of transitions into something that we've been talking about. And I want everybody to know, you know, him being smart with his money, he went out and purchased the his his fitness center but he's also allowed me and afforded me the opportunity to be a part of something that he's gotten going and I was able to become a shareholder and and purchase a bank with him and so that is you know is there's more ways to do things and like he said your football career is over with at at you know 36 everybody's not going to be Tom Brady um, yes, um, I do think that football is going, the life of a football player is going to extend with the, the health and the wellness, you know, the things that we, we are preaching as um, entrepreneurs in our business that Will and I have joined ventures with and, and all of that. So I do think that the life expectancy will go up and it will give opportunities for people to play longer. But at the end of the day, even if you play to your 40, guess what? You still got... 40 more years that you got life that you got to try to figure out what you're going to do. And, you know, if you're not smart and invest and do the things that you need to do, it'll be tough, you know, and I'll let Will elaborate more on, you know, in regards to the, the health and wellness, because for y'all that don't know out there, you know, he was six, three, three fifteen when he played 
And now he's 6'3", and I tease him. He's probably 135, not really. <laughs> but uh, he's he's lost significant amount of weight, and, um, and it's all about a lifestyle. And he's incorporated his football uh, dedication. His 14 years, his not missing a game, all of that is the same way that he's put in the same energy and efforts into his daily life of I'm going to eat right. And um, this is the difference between him being a Hall of Famer and me just being a pro football player is because he puts a lot of effort into this. And I don't have the dedication right now to eat and do those things. And that's the difference in the mindset. And I'm not afraid to tell anybody that. I, I really can tell that's the difference that sets people apart. And I'll let him elaborate on it a, a little bit more. Yeah, speak more, a little bit more about, you know, your now nutritious diet. Well, I was, uh, it's sort of like that transition. So as it took me 10 years or 12 years to transition out and to sort of transition mentally to decompress and get to that point to where your emotional state was balanced. Um, the other side of that is I had actually got up to about 355 pounds at one point. Mm. And in doing that, you know, your body starts to fail. You know, basically knees hurt, back hurt, all of that. And so then from that point, I actually had a lady call me and said she found the fountain of youth. And I said, yeah, right. Bring it and show it to me. So she brought a medical device that actually sort of started me thinking and going on the path. And at that point, I already started a little eating regimen of like, okay, I'm going to eat clean. They call it eating clean. So I only eat X amount of this and that and everything else. I said, but I'm looking for something that could actually really make me feel better across the board. And so I didn't want anything that I had to cycle in and cycle out. And when I say cycle, that means, hey, I can do it for six months. Then I got to be off of it for three months, then get back on it for six months. I said I wanted to be on something for the rest of my life that I could do everywhere I go. And that sort of I don't have to make it as difficult as I wanted to. So did some research and different things. I've been to the doctors and they had told me all the different issues I had that were all coming up to Farisha. And I said, I can't do this anymore. It's time for me to make a change. It's time for me to fix this problem. I was a professional athlete, top of my game. Um, why can't I be at the top of my health? And it was something that I never took into consideration when I was playing. And it's one of these things now to the day, I'd be like, man, if I only ate, ate then like I ate now, I could have added another four or five years under my, under my career just by eating differently. Um, so I actually did some research, found some different books. Um, you know, it really sort of turned me, turned me really thinking about it real heavily even more is that I used to, uh, we had a puppy that ended up getting sick late at night. And so one night I sat and just watched all these documentaries while the puppy's sick, I'm taking care of it, but I'm watching all these documentaries of different shows and different things. So it's like, hey, once, like, hey, be vegan for a month, see what happens. Uh, what about being vegetarian? What about this? What about that? So I just watched all the different things. Um, I watched this show called uh, What the Health. Mm -hmm. And then... I've seen um, that as well. And then what is the other one? There was another one called, uh, what is it? Something Gangster. And it's about like the medical field and how they do pills and things of that nature. So I'm watching all this stuff, just mm -hmm. trying to learn as much as I can. Um, and at that point, I sort of went and found three different doctors. They all had something similar to say. At that point, it ended up going, um, ended up using Dr. Furman's, basically. It's called Eat to Live. And I sort of use his, his program to help me sort of build into what I do now. I'm sort of what they call a plant-based eater. And I eat six ounces of fish or chicken a week. 
Oh, wow. Which scares everybody. They go, oh my God. Scares so, me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> chicken or fish, and that's it. The rest of the week, that's all you can eat. Uh, but it's worked out well. Uh, once I started it, I started, you know, before that, but then when I started it, I lost 70 pounds in three months. Wow. So I ended up losing almost a total of 90 pounds, you know, and basically within that three months, all of my medical issues that I was having, knees, back, joints, all that stuff all went away. Alleviated. It wow. all went away. It was one of those things that every day I was going, wow, my, my left knee doesn't hurt anymore. My right knee is not hurting anymore. I don't have to walk down the stairs sideways because I was in so much pain in the morning before I get my body going. And then by the end of it, I went to the doctor. I said, so I was supposed to have an appointment. It was like two months after. And I said, hey, man, it's like, you got to see this. He was like, oh, yeah, right. I was like, no. I was like, I know it's only been two months, but I'm ready to come in because I was actually testing my blood every two and a half hours after I ate. Mm -hmm. So I was finding out what was food doing to my body. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing it, I called the doctor and said, okay, time for me to come in. He goes, oh, we usually go three months. And I was like, are you sure you don't want to see this? And they were like, yeah, wait another month. We'll be okay. I was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. So I walked into the doctor's office and even the nurses and everybody was astounded. They were like, uh, who is this guy? <laughs> and so at that point, it sort of changed the whole outlook on what they do in that whole situation. Because the doctor's going to tell you, hey, you have you know, diabetes, you need to lose weight or you need to do this, you need to do that. They can tell you what you need to do, but they can't tell you how to do it. And that's the hard part. How do you get it done? How do you figure out for what it is? And you can go to a nutritionist and they'll help you out with certain parts of it. But what are you going to do when you go home from the nutritionist? How do you make those decisions on your own when they're not there staring at you? And so right now we have so many different things in science and medical things that we can do. Um, we have apps, you know, MyFitnessPal and Lose It that you can use that'll help you with your eating regimen. You have um, a watch that you can wear that tracks your steps, your workouts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can use your, you know, use that to, to monitor. I mean, there's no way that we shouldn't be a healthier society because of all the medical knowledge we have, um, which is hard. I mean, because hey, I'm going to go to a dietitian. And my problem with going to the dietitian, they're nice people, you love it, but most of the time when I walk in the room, it's a small lady that's never been big before. <laughs> you know, it's like it's yeah. like anywhere else, you know, you know, tell me, tell me, everybody asks the question when they come to Kansas City, where's the best place to eat uh, barbecue? Barbecue, yeah. And, <laughs> and I look at them and I say, well, you know, I can tell you, do you want a wet rib, a dry rib, what, I can give you the scenarios of everything, um, you know, are you are you intimidated by people when you walk in the door yelling at you and asking you what you want to eat or you want to sit down calm place or, you know, and I can give you all the perspectives of it. And everybody's intrigued about that, but they're not intrigued about their health to the same manner. And I'm going, how can you not be intrigued about your health about the same manner of, you know, what kind of things you want to do? You know where you want to be. But when you give them the realization of it. It's that thing of, ah, I'm not too sure if I can do it. And I said, okay, it's fine. And then you go, well, don't judge me. I was like, I'm not judging you. <laughs> you ask me what I did to lose weight. I'm explaining to you, and I'm willing to help you move along to that next role. 
But then it's still on you. And I'm never going to tell you what to do and not to do. And that's what makes it cool. It's that self-discipline. You know, anything when it comes to, like you say, eating a certain way or working out or money or anything like that, it's that self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if, if you don't mind, can you elaborate on the things that you were eating at the time that you were 6'3", 315, and Adrian said, you know, the, the NFL diet or NFL eating lifestyle that you had, the the steaks, I guess, the you know, multiple chickens or whatnot. Oh, what were you yeah, eating everything. compared to what you're eating I mean, now? Hey, you, you man, you come to dinner with us in offensive lineman group. Yeah. Adrian, you've been you've been with us at the table. Go ahead. You yeah. Uh, we uh we made a we made a stop one time. Will came to Houston and uh he invited me and uh, my frat brother um and uh, shout out to Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated for all those that are listening Got out him there. With the yeah, all of them out there. <laughs> and uh, so what? What uh, my my frat brother and I went to go uh, eat with uh, Will and the offensive line of Kansas City Chiefs, and we went. Uh, we will not name names of the restaurant that we were at, not but until you become a sponsor, right? <laughs> not appreciate a, that, Will. <laughs> Not until you become a sponsor. But once so if you're the, listening in. <laughs> yeah. Once you become a sponsor, then we will accept you. Um, <laughs> but no, we went and ate. And I will just tell you this. It was family-style feeding. <laughs> and every lineman was ordering two and three entrees, knowing that it was family-style. And I'm sitting there going... What are, is there other people coming? And they're like, no, it's just us five. And we're finna sit here and we're about to eat. And I'm going, this is unreal. So the food is coming out like on uh, dump trucks, basically, <laughs> as they're bringing the food out and they're putting it out in front of us. And they're like, well, we're all going to try a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, and we're sitting there eating. And I look over at my frat brother and I look at him and I'm going, man, this is a lot of food. So we sampled our usual portions and watched them order more food. And then at the end, this is when I knew that it was time. I was like, they ate a lot of food. Uh, They came with the bill. And we looked at each other at the bill and go, they need a Brinks truck for all of the money that they're about to spend. Um, on this food and um, I watched them eat a whole ranch of cow and I'll just tell y'all that they ate plenty of cow and it wasn't plant based at that time (laughs) so um, it it was truly an opportunity to witness these guys uh, eat and then go out the next day and play football at a high level Um, and that's when you know that they're machines and that their their bodies are set, you know, to to do what they need to do. But like Will said, that only lasts when you're in that mode. It took him 10 to 12 years to get out of the competition mode. Well, in that same 10 to 12 years, you're still eating like you're in competition. You're still competing with your, your food intake, but your workouts and regimen has started to um, decrease and as that's decreasing guess what you're steady putting on pounds and I remember when he got up to 355 I didn't want to tell anybody that it's, you know that was information he needed to to divulge <laughs> but I remember when he got up to 355 and because I've known him all my life you know for so long 
I didn't think nothing of it. He was just gaining weight, you know? And then when he got the health issues, then you become concerned. Well, it was shame on me for being concerned at that point, you know, waiting to that late to be concerned, but it was just what I thought was natural. And so when that happened, you know, he, he changed his lifestyle and it's kind of led us into where we're at now together. You know, we're going with a more, um, for anybody that listens to our future shows, you will understand that um, we are, I do, I use a lot of acronyms. I'm probably acronymed out at this point in time, um, but I use acronyms for everything, but we are going with a holistic approach and I've added an acronym for holistic. You know, we're going to go with um, the healthy opportunities learned inside sports through innovative coaching. And so for everybody out there, it's a holistic approach that we are going to bring to sports at this point in time. And, and you will have to stay tuned to the podcast to learn some of what we're going to be doing throughout this uh this, this journey that we're on that uh, Will and I have embarked upon to make our athletes better, to make living better, just a healthy living. I mean, and the good thing is y'all get to witness it on me because I'm not eating right right now. And, and so it will it's going to be a journey. So that'll be the fun part is that this is not one of these shows that you'll be able to say, oh, yeah, they made it and they did it this way. No, you'll be able to hear the gains and the losses we are we are not going to be ashamed of any of that no sir what's going on so this is going to be a real deal holy field kind of deal and the, the thing about the reason why we like you say we started is give a platform to guys like you know like you say all the time people like myself that unfortunately don't make it to the nfl There's a lot more people like myself than there are guys like yourself that is a, you know what i'm talking about with uh will shields that is a hall of famer that were able to play a 14-year career, were able to be in a Hall of Fame, not just in the NFL, but also college Hall of Fame, state Hall of Fame. You know, you're a Hall of Famer everywhere. And like Adrian said, even Adrian's Hall of Fame He's in well. Adrian's Hall of Fame, <laughs> so, too. He's Adrian's <laughs> Hall of Fame. Trust. So, you know, for somebody like yourself, you have certain experiences that you've been able to experience that Adrian has, not, has never been able to experience. But Adrian been through things that something that you've never been able to experience before. And I think those are the cool things about, again, the things about football in general that we measure success the, at the NFL level or we you know you have to be a great NFL player or to be a great football player you have to make it to the NFL you have to be a Hall of Fame you have to be certain things but one thing I know about success and we talked about it before is what are you doing after you get done playing and what are, what are the things that you can you know give to your family give to the next generation that's what real success is which is interesting because we just left a couple of kids that we were working with and um we're talking to the parents and we we're trying to figure out, you know, hey, so what's next? How can we help you? How can we build this out? And then we started talking, of course, about food and everything else. And they're like, well, what do you eat? You know, he only eats specific things. He only does, you know, he doesn't really eat the whole spectrum. He doesn't like, you know, the vegetables and all the other stuff. And I said, OK, so then we'll put a game plan together for it. But on the other hand, he goes, well, but coach wants you up to 295. <laughs> and I'm going See, that was sort of the misnomer of what we're trying to explain. Coach wants you at 295. Coach doesn't care how you get there. Yep. And that, to me, is the bigger issue of does 295 equivocate to him being a better player or a better athlete? Because mm -hmm. his body might not be built to carry 295. 
and and that's where we're not taking that into consideration as being coaches and leaders and different things of what is their body built for? And then how do I use it to utilize it to make everyone better across the board instead of, oh, well, I've just heard everybody's got to be 295. You know, what if you're 280 and you're just as strong as somebody that's 315 to 330? And I think that's what we're changing to when it comes to the football realm of, and you played in the 80s or 70s, 80s, 90s, it was those bigger guys on both sides of the ball from alignment, running backs, you know, Jerome Bettis or whatnot too. Now we're turning guys into more physical specimens like an Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is not supposed to be a defensive tackle. He might be supposed to be a linebacker or something like that, but for the, for the things that he's able to do at his size is very remarkable because he's able to, like y'all said, come with that holistic approach and be able to eat a certain way, work out a certain way, and he's probably the best interior defense lineman in the game. Yeah, and that's what makes a difference. But you're trying to teach our kids that we're in a different era, a different style. I mean, you're not going to be pounding your head against the rock trying to get things done. You know, head's got to be out of it. It's all hands and feet and being athletic and being able to move. We're no longer just recruiting the biggest kids you see. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest athlete Athletes. you can see. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to the basketball court. I'm going to a soccer field. I'm going to other elements for kids that have never played the game before. And I'm finding kids everywhere. Uh, right now, they're you know we'll be going to Europe. They do camps in Europe now. They do you know they send kids from Europe over here to to learn the game to be a part of it. Um, Europeans and everyone else is starting football academies. I've seen them. We just had a kid yesterday at our camp from France. From France, yeah, yeah, a kid yesterday from France. You know, so it's uh, definitely definitely where it's going. Yeah, a lot different from when I was growing up. Everybody was either from the south or you know certain parts of the north part of the United States, and you got guys coming from France to play football. It's a lot different, mm-hmm. um, and then also too, like you talked about with the younger guys. When is the right age or when did it click for, you know, someone like yourself and Adrian as well that I have to start eating a certain way to be able to stay at that level or get better? When is the click for somebody at 21, 22, 24? Well, that's why we're talking about it now. So it clicks for them earlier. earlier. It sense. didn't click for me until after I was done. Mm. Same. Really? I was, it still hasn't clicked. I was done, <laughs> retired. And until I had health issues... I'd still go to Wendy's and pick up a Wendy sandwich or whomever, or McDonald's. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to grab a little snack mm-hmm. on my way home, and I'm going to eat my snack, and then I'm going to go home and eat what the boss lady cooked. Gotcha. So that, yeah. you know, it's like, and that's just what you did all the time, you know, French fries or whatever. I mean, you know, a bunch of them, not just, you know, you know, it's just a different take on it now compared to that because now your health is in, in the balance, but, you know, it shouldn't have taken to that point. Um, you know, for a while there, we used to talk about other athletes that used to have their chefs. You know, oh, he's got a chef. He must be really good or he must be this. And you give them a hard time where really it came down to they just understood their health. And and we were just being those guys that were prodding them because we didn't know any better. We just assumed. Um, I even had teammates that had specific stuff that, oh, yeah, well, I, I eat a little fish or chicken. I don't eat red meat. I don't do this. It, it's, you know, it could be a, a intestinal issue. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, that's what, you know, but your assumption, oh, yeah, you're just a weird California kid or <laughs> weird this. And really, you know, it's probably, you know, and that's what, because we didn't understand it. 
And that's usually what happens when someone doesn't understand something. I think we, it's weird. We found out in our society, we go, it's weird. I, I've, I've learned that and, and um, understand it now. Didn't understand it. Um, back when I was growing up, like Will said, you know, if someone wanted to talk to me about being, you know, my daughter, its entire family is vegan. Will's plant based. Um, if someone would talk to me 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I'd have been like, hell no, this will never happen with me ever. And now, because I hang out with Will um, and my daughter and her kids, my two grandkids are all vegan. Guess what? I'm starting to do. I'm starting to eat those type of things because I see the difference. I, I look at them and I see the difference in their energy levels. I see their their abilities and they're three and one. So as we talked about before, um, as Will was talking about before, we're trying to you know make this approach um, very, very, very at a young age so that um, high school, junior high kids are able to understand. And we're not just football. We're not just going to be doing football. Um, another acronym that I'd like to, you know, like I told you guys, y'all pay attention to this podcast. You'll find out that we'll, we'll be doing acronym after acronym, um, you know, in, in regards to what's going on is we, we, we want to go with the, the holistic approach, which we talked about earlier, but we also want to be very simple and simple, you know, is sports is my passion. Excuse me. My passion lived every day. So sports is simple. My passion lived every day. And it's about sports and it's about the things that we want to do. We want everybody to be able to step forward and understand that, you know, we're going to make this simple. We're going to have ways for you to be able to understand the options that are out there for you to be a better athlete, a better, you know, because like Will said, it's not about being the the person that I think about the most is Tiger Woods coming up in his era. You know, when he played golf, you did not think of golfers as athletes. Well, now you look across the board, all of these guys are athletes. They have chefs. They have weight guys that they're lifting weights with, nutritionists. They have uh, mental health coaches, all of this because it's about being the entire you that makes athletes. It's you know, and and you know, it's as much as we laugh about it, Tom Brady is still playing football, but guess what? His approach to football and life is is pretty unique. When you really sit down and look at it, you know, he he takes a lot of pride in LeBron James. You know, these are guys that we all look up to. But the thing is, everybody's not gonna be a Will Shields. Everybody's not going to be a LeBron James. Everybody's not going to be a Tom Brady. There's more everyday people that want to be there, but you got to give yourself an opportunity. And this is the chance to start doing that by changing your lifestyle and changing the things that you're doing. And I definitely agree with that. And the thing about me being from Texas is that I'm raised on steak, raised on you know certain foods. And like you said, I think it's you have to see other people, you know, doing the things, the vegan, the vegetarian, just the other things to see to say to yourself, man, if I could see the changes in them, maybe if I can go ahead and do it myself, ease it on myself and I can see the changes in myself. Because like you said, I, I don't never think about not giving up steak or chicken, but I do know that in my family history, I have 
heart uh, issues in my family on my mom's side and I do want to live a long, productive life, and I will do anything that I have to do to make sure that I live here, live on this earth as long as I possibly can. And and I definitely will look more into you know plant based diets, not just because you guys spoke about it, but because that's something that I think as athletes we need to look more into. Besides just being these big strong athletes, there's other way to be. There's other ways to be strong besides just putting in, of course, the wrong things in your body. But other than that, like I said, I definitely appreciate you today, Mr. Shields, for coming in and, and uh, joining us on the Sports Plug. Uh, Adrian, uh, you, as always, will, will be here um, for future podcasts, and hopefully Mr. Shields can join us as well on future podcasts. Well, that'll do it for today with Xavier Williams, also. Adrian Lunsford. Uh, tune in next time. We'll, we'll see you next time.